Welcome to We Healed Together. This is Cordelia, and I really appreciate you listening to this podcast this week. If you don't know, new podcasts come out every week on Mondays. You can also follow on Instagram at Codependent Recovery for similar content and information. This week's podcast, we are covering 30 different ways to break free of toxic relationships and relationship patterns. So let's get healing. break out of toxic relationships and those toxic relationship patterns. Number one, heal all the parts of you, including the part of you that stayed or wanted to stay. I think when you get out of a toxic relationship, it is very normal to focus on the other person especially when that other person has abused you and done some really horrible stuff to you. It's really understandable, human, and completely valid to just kind of be in shock and looking at that other person and just all of their flaws. I'm not saying to blame yourself. I'm not saying especially, like, in an abusive relationship, you are a survivor, a victim of abuse. And so I'm not blaming you for that. I'm not blaming myself for that. However, I do think it's very important to also take some stock of yourself. What are some things that you need to heal going forward? So we're not going to look at the past in order to guilt yourself of like, all right, Katie, here's all the ways that you messed up by dating Bobby. Like, that's not what we're doing here. I want you to take stock of, okay, what, why was I staying with this person that was mean to me? Like, why was I staying with somebody who was treating me not very nice? Why, why, Like, what part of me wanted to stay with that? And what do I need to do going forward to make sure that I don't get myself in that situation again? Like, what what parts of me need to heal? What wounds need to heal so that I don't repeat history? Number two, find a licensed counselor or therapist. So I know for a lot of people, at least, finances can be an issue. Again, this is something that this organization has not paid me to do or anything. I'm just kind of passing along some some wisdom that helped me in hopes that it helps you. Um, I used Open Path and in the show notes I'll put, you know, the link to their website. So if you're you are in the United States and money is an issue, check out their website. Basically, they have an arrangement with with 
counselors or therapists. And for individual sessions, the therapist basically agrees to take you on a, between $30 to $60. And I mean, this is meant for people who just, they're not able to afford the, you know, insanely expensive cost of therapy that exists nowadays. So they essentially connect you with somebody and you your first kind of consultation with that person they connect you with, you go through your finances, you have like an honest talk with them about it, and you work out a rate between that price range of $30 and $60. There is a one-time membership fee, I think it was like $40 or $50, that you pay to get to basically use the service of Open Path. It's not yearly or annual or anything. Um, it's just that one-time fee and then from there whatever session amount that you work out with your counselor is what your cost will be per session. I think it's really important to find somebody who is licensed, who has had training, who has had you know experience with this stuff and can really help you work through it on a one-on-one basis. And if you are coming out of an abusive relationship, this is so key and you really need somebody who is qualified and who can walk you through it and, you know, really get into some of these issues. Number three is going to be explore your childhood wounds. So you're going to want to think about your childhood and look at it as a way of, you know, understanding what's going on. What are you What areas did you have difficulty in and kind of working through those and repairing those and recovering from those in order to grow as a person and in order to grow out of the toxic relationship patterns. So just kind of taking stock of your childhood, your earlier years, and just really putting some thought into that. So what were your caregivers like? Did you have any traumatic experiences? Were there any abuse? You know, I mean, that could be a whole episode in and of itself, but just devoting some time to explore those things in our past is important. Number four, make a list of warning signs and red flags for any future relationships. So, Kind of think back through any toxic relationship that you've been in. This could, maybe you've only had toxic relationships. Maybe you've just had one. But really make a list and just write them all out of these people that you've dated before, married before, been involved with before. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be romantic. Let's say you've got a bunch of toxic friendships write those out too. And it's going to allow you to have some perspective and it's going to let you kind of step back and really see, you know, right in front of you, what are all these warning signs and red flags that, you know, I've dated in the past and I've, I've, I've been involved with in the past, but now I'm seeing hey, these are some pretty big red flags. These are some warning signs and I don't want to be around them in the future. And 
you'll have that list and you'll have thought through it and it allows you to kind of reflect on what what don't you want essentially is what that list is going to be number five be gentle with yourself so as you're breaking out of toxic relationship patterns and you're thinking about you know everything you've been through before it's hard sometimes you know not to to be hard on yourself and not to think back and think oh my gosh why did I date this person or why did I let this go on and that's those kind of thoughts are going to keep you in the past. It's not going to help you move forward. It's not going to help you break out of these patterns. So as much as you can, be gentle with yourself and realize you might make some mistakes. You might go on a date with somebody and they suck and they're a jerk. But guess what? That doesn't mean that you're all the way back at square one, you know, healing is not linear and we've got to remember that and we've got to remember to just be gentle with ourselves during the process that we're trying to break free of old patterns. Number six, read books to help you understand your issues better. So my example that I had written down, I realized that I struggle with codependency issues. So books that helped me were Codependent No More and Facing Codependence. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So you might have different issues than I do, and that's totally fine. But kind of doing some research and figuring out what books could help you, could really help your healing process. Number seven, buy a workbook for self-esteem. So I'll put again in the show notes, but I bought a self-esteem workbook, and that just helped me because big reason that I was staying in toxic relationships or finding myself in toxic relationships was my lack of self self esteem. So it's really important to work through those issues and a workbook to kind of have on hand is something that can be really helpful in that department. Number eight, accept help from your support system and friends. You know, nobody, or I don't want to say nobody, so many people struggle with just admitting and owning that they need help. And look, I think it's really important to actually accept help from from other people and lean on them, especially when you're trying to get out of these toxic relationship patterns that you've you found yourself in in the past. Number nine, focus on living in the present. So I always, or I tended to get myself in trouble a lot in toxic relationships by either looking backwards, so thinking back to when I first met this person, those first six months, it was so amazing. Like what what could have happened? So living in the past, or I would be romanticizing and kind of living in a fantasy on the opposite so I would be thinking well I mean we were great before so yeah like we're gonna things are gonna get better things are totally gonna get better no no no, but like we've been together for so long we've been together for three years like this is no this has to work out because I have this fairy tale you know ending in mind so focus on the present because that's that's all we can control we can't go back in time and we can't go in the future 
So let's just focus on the here and now, and that's what's going to help you get out of these patterns. Number 10, practice positive self-talk. So one way that we tend to get ourselves in trouble is when we are talking badly to ourselves, when we are saying, well, this is, you know, if you've ever been in an abusive or a toxic relationship and you're thinking, well, this is all I deserve, you know, I should just be thankful he puts up with me, she puts up with me, they put up with me. It's those kind of things, like if you're talking badly to yourself, if that's that little voice in your head, those are the kind of things that get you in a toxic relationship. This is what all I deserve. Well, I'm too fat. I'm ugly. I'm not very smart. This is the best I can do. You've got to, again, this kind of interplays with being more present, but you've got to have another voice now that's almost like talking back to the the one that's been talking for so long that's just like no shut up that's not true that's not true I deserve I'm I deserve just as much love as anybody else does and you know just not letting yourself talk badly about yourself so positive self-talk number 11 write out a list of deal breakers that you will stick to in the future. So this is really, really big. I had not honestly even given any thought to deal breakers. So, I mean, that's that's a big red flag for me. And that that is huge as to, you know, why I found myself in toxic relationships. Truly, I had not thought about deal breakers before. But that's something that you really need to think about. Like this is an, when I say deal breakers, I mean a non-negotiable. Like this is a core value and this is something that you have to have in a relationship. And it's, it's basically like a screening process that's going to weed out stuff that you have already assessed that you know is not going to work. So, you know, it, Basically, if something is on this list, if somebody's doing something, you've already assessed it in the future, you know the relationship's not going to work. So I had not been doing that before. And and it, it's a slippery slope if you don't assess your deal breakers. Because instead, if you have this mindset of where you're kind of codependent and you have low self-esteem, and you go out on a date, you're just, you're going to be finding reasons for it to work. You're not going to be thinking about yourself. You're only thinking about the other person and you're like, you've got to have deal breakers so that your future self can evaluate and make thought out decisions. And you're not just, well, this is cute. Well, this feels good. No, like you've thought about it practically in the And that's, that is the key reason for that. Um, Number 12, you're going to assess what your boundaries are. Again, this is something I had not given thought to. So in my last relationship, I did not realize that I didn't have boundaries until I had a counseling session and my counselor said, you know, what is it? that he could do 
that you would just be done. And she was talking about my almost ex-husband, who I have filed for, for divorce from. I'm just <laughs> waiting on him to sign the papers at this point. But, um, you know, she asked me that question, and it was like an epiphany for me, where I was like, huh, what could he do? Like, I, I've not even thought about that. And it made me realize that I just, I, I had said let me put it this way. Don't get me wrong. I had pretended to have boundaries. I had said to him on many occasions different things about, you know, a, a whatever boundary that I have. Um, and so, for example, so many times I would say, you know, don't cuss at me when we're fighting. But I never took any action. So that's not a boundary. Okay. Let it be known, it is not a boundary if you are, it's just words at that point. If you tell somebody something and then they test it and you don't enforce it, you don't take any action to back it up, it's no longer a boundary. So that's what I had. I just had a bunch of words that didn't mean anything. So I have since thought about boundaries a lot. And so some examples that I wrote down for myself, when I was kind of going through this, is number one, I will not sleep with somebody who calls me names. I will not reach, number two, I won't reach out to somebody who abandoned me. Number three, I will not take back somebody who cheated on me. And number four, I'm not going to have conversations with anybody when I'm feeling desperate or when I've been in an obsessive kind of thought process. Like it's, it's, it's not a good place for me to have a conversation. So these are some boundaries that I've made for myself. So going forward, I know if somebody, if I'm dating somebody and any of these pop up, I cannot just let that be a sentence on a piece of paper anymore. I've got to take action. I've got to enforce the boundary. No, thank you. I do not want to date you anymore. That's how that would look. So next is number 13, go no contact with your ex, any ex, frankly, but especially whoever this toxic relationship that you were just in that ended, go no contact. If possible, change your number. Do not email, text, Facebook, like delete them off social media, get rid of them. There's no reason to keep that person around. If you're truly trying to get out of toxic relationship patterns, it is time to cut them out, period. 14, you need to fully acknowledge that you have a pattern of being in toxic relationships. There's nothing wrong with you for saying that and for owning it. There's nothing wrong with you, period, for wanting to improve yourself. Let's not downplay it. Let's not act like it's not happened. It's okay. You've been in a toxic relationship before. You've had toxic relationships. You're going to get through this, okay? Next, 15, explore what relationships were modeled to you as a child. Were you around somebody, did your caregivers or parents drink all the time? Did they scream and fight at each other all the time? Did they cuss at each other all the time? 
Was one of your parents or caregivers absent? Did either of your caregivers abuse you? These are questions to explore because a lot of what you might be doing in relationships could be stuff that is something that was modeled to you as a kid, something you observed as a kid. So it's worth it to get put some thought there. Number 16, flip side of that, I want you to think about a friend or a family member's relationship that you really respect and take some notes. You're going to try to find a new model for a healthy relationship. So who is that couple in your life that you just, you love hanging out with them, you love everything about their relationship, it's awesome, and, you know, copy it. (laughs) Copy that relationship because that is healthy and they are your new models. 17, give yourself time to heal. Please do this. Do not date until you're healed or else you're going to, you are going to flip back into patterns. You've got to focus on yourself and you've got to heal. 18, form new friendships, build a social network. So try to make new friends. With coronavirus, it's a little bit hard, I know. But even finding like online communities of people that have been through experiences like abusive relationships before, I mean, that's so helpful. And just trying to put yourself out there as much as you can. 19, reconnect with any families, members, or friends that you drifted away from during your toxic relationships, abusive relationships and toxic relationships, they can be very isolating. So it's super important to reconnect with people that you didn't mean to drift away from, but you just kind of did because you were really isolated on that island of, you know, where you were. Number 20, develop hobbies and interests. So Try new things, do new things, and focus on yourself. So I've been trying to do new things, and a few of the stuff I've tried, I got an adult coloring book, and I've been enjoying that. I got a hand lettering book. I don't have great handwriting in general, but it's been fun to kind of try a new a new thing that I had not tried before. I ordered a candle making kit on Etsy and tried that this weekend and that was fun. So focusing on yourself and building some new hobbies and doing some new stuff for you is super important. Number 21, learn how to trust your gut and intuition in relationships. So especially if you've been through abuse with gaslighting and everything like that, you've probably taught yourself not to trust yourself and really tuning in and leaning in and trusting your gut is going to be important in the future. Number 22, consider seeing a psychiatrist for any underlying issues. So, for example, depression, you know, going to a psychiatrist and getting the antidepressants that you need, whatever 
underlying condition or issue that you've been struggling with and that you've been diagnosed with, or maybe you haven't been diagnosed with it yet, but you kind of feel like something could be going on and you've been putting off going to the psychiatrist. When you're going through healing and doing all this work, it's important to see the medical professionals that you need to see and that you should be seeing. And, you know, there's no shame at all in being on medication and taking medication. It's actually pretty amazing to do the things for yourself mentally that you need to get in a good place. So utilize that when you are healing. Number 23, go outside more. Try to go for more walks. Get some sunshine. I really did not, when I was in my abusive relationship, I didn't really go outside that much and just kind of was sad a lot. And I stayed inside a lot and I really enjoyed walking and walking with my two dogs and going outside and, you know, getting some sun. And there's something to be said about that as we're healing and breaking these patterns and reminding ourselves to get some fresh air every day. Number 24, don't be afraid to tell your story. It's really been amazing telling my own story and I seriously I can't even keep up with the number of messages that I've gotten from other people and it's been really therapeutic and healing because it's been incredible how many people have almost identical stories like other people going through this experience feel like I have some solidarity and I'm not doing this alone and I encourage everybody to tell your story because you never know how many other people are going through the same things and could really benefit well truly you both could benefit from each other Um, both of you have wisdom and experience from getting through those things. Number 25, you should cut out people from your life that don't make you feel good about yourself. So if there's somebody in your life that is just like naysaying, you know, they're just kind of talking bad about everything you do. They make fun of you when you talk about going to a counselor and reading some books to work through some issues or they, whatever, they're hurting you in whatever way, just cut those people out. There's no reason for them to be in your life. They're not your friend. They truly aren't. If they were, they would not be treating you that way. And there's just no, there's literally no purpose for them in your life. So I would encourage you to do some deep soul searching Figure out who your real friends are and don't be afraid to cut out people that don't add value to your life. Number 26, take care of yourself and move your body. So this could be on walks. This could be doing a workout you found on YouTube or, you know, going on a hike or going on a run. Whatever it is, just try to move your body. You know, try to move around a little bit because, and this does not have to be like 
some insane workout regimen. Just try to move your body a little bit and, you know, walk around and find something you enjoy. It could be yoga. It could it could be just playing with your dogs in the yard. Just something that you're moving around a little bit. Number 27, try to get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. That might, you know, feel weird for some of us, but try to get as much sleep as possible. Let's put it that way. Try to get enough rest every night. Try to sleep. Sleep is so important. 28, take care of your basic hygiene. Brush your teeth. Take a shower. Take care of yourself. When you are, I'm not telling you to like put on a bunch of makeup and buy a whole new wardrobe. I'm literally just telling you to brush your teeth and to take a shower and clean yourself. Which, if anyone's ever struggled for with depression, definitely not making light of those things. Those can actually be incredibly hard to do when you're feeling really sad and when you're feeling very depressed. And But I think it was important for me to put on this list because if you want to break out of these relationship patterns, you've got to take care of yourself in all the ways. And number 29, get rid of any reminders of your ex. So take down the pictures, you know, just, just get rid of everything. You don't need you're letting go of that toxic stuff. You're letting go of the past, living in the present. You don't need the, the reminders around. Just get rid of it. And last, we kind of covered this in other ways in terms of when I was talking about living in the present, but I put separate bullet point just for itself. Number 30, accept reality and abandon the fantasy. So I really challenge you to accept the reality of everything, of I've been in toxic relationships before, I'm divorced, I'm whatever, whatever label put in there. And instead of talking negatively to yourself, instead of making it into this taboo thing, empower yourself with it. You are awesome. Like Those things don't matter. This is your reality. You are bettering yourself every single day. And just let go of the fantasy. Let go of what everybody else thinks. Let go of it. I really hope that today this podcast brought you a little bit of peace. And I really appreciate you tuning in. There will be a new podcast every single week. The new podcast drops on Mondays. And of course, um, please follow me on Instagram at Codependent Recovery. Check out the show notes for the list that we went through today. Um, As well, you can find my Instagram info on there. And Also, feel free to reach out if there's ever anything that you need or if there is any kind of podcast topic that you want to dig into or whatever it may be. But I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you for 
healing with me, and I look forward to healing with you in the future.